Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. And welcome back to Real Presence Live. My name's Father Tim Smith. And I am Heather Caro. And here we are celebrating the birth of the newborn King, our Savior Jesus Christ. And we're broadcasting live from Holy Cross Catholic Church in Ipswich, South Dakota. My name is Father Tim Smith. Again, I'm the pastor of our parish here and also um, a member of the Real Presence Radio listening family. And again, I welcome you back to another episode of Real Presence Live where we broadcast and shine a light of God's goodness on all the things that are happening in our Real Presence Radio listening family uh, and again, keep the Merry Christmas alive in your heart. So, Merry Christmas, Heather. Merry Christmas. I work at the Mustard Seed, and I've been dying to say, Merry Christmas. So, like, I, all day on Saturday, I was like, Merry Christmas. <laughs> I've been saying, have a blessed Advent. Yeah, sure. I love it. You're fighting for Advent, which is, I am. <laughs> which is I'm a soldier in that battle as well. And then... then now the other flip side of that is uh, is keeping that Christmas spirit alive. We're going to talk about that more with our next guest here in just a few moments. But before we do anything, uh, let's begin with a moment of prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord Jesus, you came to us uh, and you blessed our human nature with your only begotten Son, our Savior Jesus Christ, who was born in the city of Bethlehem, the city of David, the city of kings. And he came to us as a little child. He was wrapped in swaddling clothes and laid in a manger. And the joy of the Savior Jesus who comes to us in such a humble manner allows us to have the grace of redemption and to know that you have blessed us and the word became flesh in your son. We ask that you would strengthen us as we continue to serve you and to seek to do your will as we serve you through this day. We ask all this through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. St. Thomas Beckett. Pray for us. And uh, today is a beautiful day, and it is also a a memorial of St. Thomas Beckett of Canterbury, England, one of the great saints of the church, uh, who lived about a thousand years ago, just just a little little under that, but uh, another great saint that we'll learn about. We'll talk about him a little bit later this morning, too. But again, uh, just keeping Christmas alive uh, in your in your heart, but also uh, during this season of Christmas. And, you know, Heather, as you mentioned, do you, after you get done with your Christmas festivities, do you have a hard time keeping the Christmas spirit alive uh, in your home? Um, yes and no. People ask when I take down my Christmas tree, and I usually say around Valentine's Day, but (laughs) (laughs) we, we just got the tree up, you know, a week ago. And so to us, it just feels like it's beginning, um, because we kind of hold off on some of the, the Christmassy things till almost Christmas. Well, that's great. Well, our next guest is going to kind of, uh, kind of peel back a few more layers of keeping that Christmas spirit alive in our hearts. We'd like to welcome, 
um, Catholic writer and commentator, um, and also a member of our <coughs> Sioux Falls Diocese, uh, Mrs. Robin Brueggemann. Robin, thanks for being with us this morning on Real Presence Live. Yeah, thanks for having me. Merry Christmas. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> and now uh, we're we're here in the Upper Midwest in our area of Real Presence Radio. We're experiencing some some wintry weather right mm-hmm. now this morning, and uh, of course, a little snow on the ground also puts us in the Christmas spirit. Um, you know, how are you doing today? How are you? How are you experiencing these 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 first days of Christmas? Oh, we're doing great. We are just keeping the Christmas spirit alive. You know, much of the world has become silent that mm. day after Christmas and is sad and somber. But those of us who know and embrace that it is truly the Christmas season now, we are still partying away and having a good time <laughs> and um, keeping the tree lights on and um, just, yeah, keeping it festive because there's so much to celebrate. Christ has come to earth as a baby, boy, a real human, so there is so much to celebrate yet. Right. Well, and I, I you have a, a really fun, um, I don't know, blog and uh, Instagram that I follow, and I saw one of your latest videos, and it was just like, you're like, there's a really cool secret that lots of people don't know about, and I'm like, ooh, I like secrets. What are we talking about? <laughs> So can you go into that a little bit? Yeah, I, you know, I tell people this, this is one of the coolest secrets that is actually not meant to be kept a secret anymore. So um, the 12 days of Christmas, I just think, is one of the coolest things ever. And it's one of, um, there's, there's really a lot of ways when you start, you know, learning a little bit more about the Catholic faith or kind of jumping in where you find these little hidden meanings and, um, you know, different fun, cool, catechetical things that actually trace back to the Catholic faith that I just love finding out Mm -hmm. about. And the 12 days of Christmas is actually that. You know, most of us have heard the 12 days of Christmas, Christmas carol. Most of us grew up finding it incredibly annoying and thinking, (laughs) how in the world does this tie into Christmas? But once you find out the hidden meaning the song goes from annoying to super cool. Now mm-hmm. when you hear the song and you hear the meaning behind it, you you think, wow, this is the neatest thing ever. Right. So um, it was actually designed as a secret way to catechize the underground Catholics and pass on the faith to their children and their fellow Catholic people. So from the years of Around 1558 to 1829, the Catholics in England could not openly practice their faith, so they often made up songs that had hidden truths so they could still be able to teach their faith to others. So according to some sources, the 12 Days of Christmas is one of those cool songs. So, again, we know we've all heard that silly song, but what, ha- what it's about is the 12 Days of Christmas start on December 25, and, and you, um, Father and Heather, you were kind of talking about, you know, it's Advent first, you know, so many of us, yeah. I'm with you, Heather, where it's like, I'm saying, happy Advent, and real says Merry Christmas, you know, mm-hmm. which is fine to be in that Christmas spirit, but it's not Christmas until Christmas Day, and so I'm with you, where we're now, like, yelling Merry Christmas, <laughs> yeah. we can finally say it, for real! <laughs> yeah, so for the sure. 12 days of Christmas start on December 25, and end on January 6th, which is the traditional Feast of the Epiphany, even though, you know, most of us will be celebrating it at Mass this coming Sunday, um, you know, at church in Mass, but the Epiphany on, you know, the Catholic traditional calendar is January 6th, so that is when the 12 days of Christmas end, but many of us keep on celebrating 
Um, like I know a lot of you know people for sure through the baptism of our Lord will still be celebrating, and I'm kind of with you, Heather, on keeping my tree up until um, at least February. <laughs> in fact, I, my goal is okay if we can get all the Christmas trees down in the house by like Candlemas on February second, we're doing okay, right? Right. Yeah. So. Um, so I'm kind of with you on that, you know, leaving it up. It's still the Christmas season. And I just feel like um, once we really started to embrace when the Christmas season really is, it has made our Advent so much more fruitful because it's just a mindset of preparing. We're preparing our hearts. We're preparing our minds. And then when you have done that and observed Advent in that way, and then you make that switch to Christmas, I feel like there's so much more joy and rejoicing, um, you know, once it's actually Christmas season. So the 12 days of Christmas has just been kind of a fun way to um, tie some more Christmas um, celebrating in. And I just love fun ways to teach the faith to our kids and to anybody. I think the 12 days of Christmas with this hidden meeting is just so much fun. And um, I just think any way that we can pass on the faith to our to everybody mm-hmm. in a unique and meaningful way, hopefully I think it sticks a little more, you know? Sure. Um, and also I think it's just that remembering how, you know, there were times in history where you couldn't openly practice your faith. And we we can't hardly imagine what that would be like. I mean, we got a little taste of it during COVID when we could not be going to Mass. Um, and that was just like, oh, my goodness, right? But to actually not be able or allowed to legally, you know, um, practice your faith openly, and it could result in death, you know. So, in, you know, when this was going on in England years ago, not only could you not practice your faith, you couldn't be Catholic. I mean, mm. if someone knew you were Catholic, you were in trouble. And so the 12 days of Christmas was designed then as this secret way to catechize the faithful and to just keep passing that on. So do you want me to go into some of the symbolism? Yeah, Robin, we'd love to hear it. So share with us some of the meanings of some of those lyrics. Okay. So the true gift giver that um, is giving these gifts, of course, is God. So my true love gave to me. The true love is God giving these gifts. So on the first day of Christmas, we have the partridge in a pear tree, and that is Jesus Christ, because truly love was born on Christmas Day. Sure. And, pardon? Oh, continue. Yes, that's, a, okay. that's fascinating. <laughs> if, you were, if you were saying, time to break. Um, so the partridge in a pear tree likewise represents Christ, because that bird is willing to sacrifice itself if necessary to protect its young by feigning injury to draw other predators away, which is Jesus Christ. That's what he did for us. You know, he, he, you know, he took what was meant for us and, mm. um, you know, protected us. So the um, partridge in a pear tree is Jesus. The two turtle doves on the second day of Christmas Um, represent the Old and New Testaments, which are just so cool because, you know, we need the Old Testament, which prophesies what's going to come, and we need the New Testament fulfillment. Um, So that's so cool how those two work together. And then also the two turtle doves represent the natures of Christ, being human and divine, which is so beautiful because we're celebrating that right now. We're celebrating Jesus becoming human, but still is divine. The three French hens that we hear about in this song represent the symbols of the three theological virtues of faith, hope, and love. 
Mm. Um, some people believe it actually also represents the Trinity, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, or also the three gifts that the wise men bring to Jesus. The four calling birds on the fourth day of Christmas um, represent the four evangelists, St. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and then also the four major prophets of the Old Testament. And then today we're on five golden rings, and they represent the first five books of the Old Testament, which are the Pentateuch, and that's Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. And those books describe man's fall into sin, but also the great love that God has in sending us a Savior. Mm. And um, so that's the one we're on today. And then six geese laying represent the six days of creation. The seven swans of swimming have a couple different meanings. Um, one is the um, seven gifts of the Holy Spirit, wisdom, understanding, counsel, fortitude, knowledge, piety, fear of the Lord, and then also the seven sacraments that we are blessed with in the Catholic Church. And then eight maids of milking are the eight beatitudes, and um, they are blessed are the poor in spirit, those who mourn. Blessed are the meek, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, blessed are the merciful, blessed are the pure in heart, blessed are the peacemakers, and blessed are the persecuted. And then the nine ladies dancing are the nine orders of choirs of angels, but also the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Mm. And what I just learned about this is we have nine fruits of the Spirit. Six are represented in the nine, um, or the... Excuse me. So we've got the nine ladies dancing, Mm -hmm. um, and those, the fruits of the Spirit, are represented there as well. Um, So that's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self control. The ten lords of leaping are the ten commandments. The eleven pipers piping are the eleven faithful apostles who stuck with Jesus and then went out into the, um, you know, to spread the gospel throughout the world. And then the twelve drummers drumming. This is so cool represents the 12 beliefs of the Catholic Church as outlined in the Apostles' Creed. And when you see that, that's something, you know, our Mm. listeners can go out and check out, but when you see them numbered as you go through the Creed, it's just so cool to see. So that's kind of a quick rundown of what the symbolism is behind the 12 days of Christmas. Robin, that's a beautiful summary of such a a great uh, way of unpacking the faith and, and using this beautiful Christmas song. And also, congratulations, you just summarized the entire Baltimore Catechism <laughs> in a matter of three minutes. Uh, Robin, we're going we're to keep unpacking some of those beautiful aspects of faith that, uh, and even how uh, excited we can be to dive into more about those, uh, those great symbols in just a few moments when we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Real Presence Live. My name is Father Tim Smith. And I'm Heather Carroll. Our guest this morning is Robin Brueggemann. We're talking about the 12 days of Christmas. We'll be right back right here on Real Presence Live. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, the Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with an end-of-year gift planning tip. With the end of the year approaching, a charitable gift can help you support our mission and receive tax benefits. In addition to gifts of cash, here is a gift strategy worth considering. Gifts of appreciated assets such as securities or real estate are an excellent way for you to help our cause. Securities may be transferred directly to us, while real estate is transferred through a deed. 
These gifts will not affect your cash flow, and they provide the following tax benefits. A charitable deduction to help you save on taxes, a bypass of federal and state capital gains taxes, and an avoidance of tax on net investment income. To learn more about these strategies and the benefits of making an end-of-year gift, please call or visit our website today at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. Honor your Father by word and deed, that a blessing from Him may come upon you. Sirach 3.8 Our priests guide us on the right path and teach us about our Catholic faith. At Real Presence Radio, we'd like to honor them for helping to deepen our relationship with Jesus. Each week on Real Presence Live, we honor our fathers with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. You can nominate your priest to receive special recognition by going to yourcatholicradiostation.com. And thank you to all our priests for your service to the Holy Catholic Church. It's a great time to spring into summer at Riverview Senior Living Community in Fargo. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director. We are currently accepting new independent and assisted living residents. Riverview provides a safe, comfortable place to live with a small town Main Street feel with home-cooked food, a la carte care services, daily activities, and mass five days a week. You can contact Marin or Katie to find out about all that Riverview has to offer at 701-237-4700 or at homeishere.org. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. My name's Father Tim Smith. And I'm Heather Carroll. We're broadcasting from Holy Cross Parish in Ipswich, South Dakota, heart of the Real Presence Radio Listening Network. We're so grateful to all our listeners as we continue to celebrate the joy of the newborn King, our Savior, Jesus Christ, during this Christmas season. And again, our guest this morning is Robin Brueggemann. Robin is joining us. She's a member of St. Therese Parish in Sioux Falls. And she has been giving us an awesome catechesis mm-hmm. on these 12 days of Christmas as we can honor our Lord Jesus and, and the way that we can keep uh, these uh, the Lord alive in our hearts. So today we're with these uh, five golden, golden rings. rings. Uh, not to be, I always can this. You know that song was trivialized by the Arby's commercial. Oh yeah, I don't know if we remember hearing that oh, one. Oh yeah, five five roast beef sandwiches. So, but instead, what we can do today is to read all five books of. The Pentateuch instead, oh, uh, boy. which is what is symbolized by the song, as Robin just explained to our listeners. Uh, uh, but Robin, how do you uh, celebrate these 12 days of Christmas with your family? So there's this great history. Of course, there's this learning. We can uh, have more catechesis about what's happening. How do you, uh, in your family and, and in your life of faith, celebrate these 12 days of Christmas? Yeah, well, the main way I would say that we do most of our celebrating is around the dinner table because, you know, we all have to eat, and most of us, we um, have seven kiddos, a son-in-law and a grandbaby, but, you know, most of us are around the table, um, you know, for a meal, and so we have what we call table talk, and so whatever's going on in the church that day, that's what we're talking about um, at supper that night. So we talk about the 12 days of Christmas, you know, yesterday we talked about the Feast of the Holy Innocents and the flight to Egypt. You know, today we'll talk about um, St. Thomas Beckett. We'll talk about, you know, the 12 days of Christmas that we're on. So we'll talk about, you know, the five golden rings. 
And then I also like to tie in fun foods. So, for example, you know, on the first day of Christmas with a partridge pear um, in a pear tree, we'll eat pears. Um, On the two turtle doves, we'll have, like, you know, dove chocolate. Um, If I was a little more ambitious and had more time, I would maybe make turtle candies. (laughs) Um, Now, today, um, the five golden rings, a person could have, you know, I don't, I'm not going to drive into town today since it's starting to, you know, snow and blizzard. But a person could have five donuts you know, um, Mm -hmm. and call them rings or whatever, Um, you know, five donuts each, or maybe just bring five donuts or just have five donuts, I don't know, while you're reading the five first books of the Bible. Sure. (laughs) No. Um, But also, like, (laughs) I think I bought, like, ring pasta, and I will probably make that today. So I like to Mm. tie in fun foods. But I did hear someone else um, when I was listening to some, you know, just Catholic um, youtube stuff that where someone said, you know, it could be something even as easy as, you know, maybe a, a woman will choose to wear gold earrings today if she mm-hmm. has them. And that's just an easy way to just have that remembrance of, oh, yeah, you know, I've got gold earrings in today, five golden rings. And that's, and then just that, you know, whatever it takes to make that connection and you know, and we're not, um, you know, we might hit a few of the days on one day. You know, a person could talk about all 12 days in one day. It doesn't have to be, you know, observed every single day. There's nothing magic about making sure it's on the very specific day of whatever 12 days of Christmas we're on. But also during the 12 days of Christmas, there's great saints, you know, that the church is um, feasting on and celebrating and remembering. So we tie that into these 12 days as well. So it's just really all that awareness of, you know, what's going on in the church today? Mm-hmm. What can we talk about at supper tonight and try and pass on? You know, that's really just where our passion lies is how can we pass the faith on? You know, this morning, uh, my husband and I were doing the readings, the mass readings, and in the Magnificat, there is um, a quote from St. Thomas Beckett. And the line that it ended with was, all saints give testimony to the truth that without real effort, no one ever wins the crown. Mm. And that just really spoke to me because I thought, wow, you know, like when we just put that little bit of effort in, and it doesn't have to be hard to learn the faith or pass it on. It's not hard at all. God provides the grace. The Holy Spirit works through us to provide what we need. But it's, it can be fun to celebrate the faith, to live it in the home, and to try and pass it on the best we can to our families. And that's really what the 12 Days of Christmas was all about, was passing that faith on. It was that important to the Catholic faithful so many years ago that even when they could not openly practice their faith, it was that important that they still passed it on to their other, you know, their family and friends even when it could cost them their life. Mm-hmm. And so I just feel like, you know, you know, what we have, what we, what we can do in our faith, in our homes today, seems easy compared to that, you know? We don't have to worry about being killed for it. Um, mm-hmm. we, it's, it's just something beautiful that we can embrace. And, um, you know, the resources are there, the tools are there, the people are there to walk with us on the journey to have fun with these celebrations, like, you know, the Christmas time that we're in right now. We can make it fun and meaningful and just remember that the reason we are having these fun celebrations all traces back to our faith and to our Lord. Certainly. And Robin, how this, how these uh, great traditions of our faith come uh, at hard-won experience of the faithful and mm-hmm. that so many of the things that Perhaps uh, even in this past year, as we're kind of getting to this time of year, too, during these 12 days of Christmas, where we're reflecting back upon these last 12 months and 
what mm-hmm. has been my experience of faith. And of course, certainly this has been a historical period with, as you mentioned earlier, a period of time where we were you know, inhibited uh, from going to mass because of the pandemic and, and all these challenges that we experienced um, to really take seriously the proposal to be disciples of Jesus Christ and to be members of the church even in the midst of circumstances that are outside our control. And, and like those, uh, this teaching that comes through the 12 days of Christmas and, and acknowledging like the, the time of the English persecution and that brought many saint martyrs in the life of the church, Saints John Fisher mm-hmm. and St. Thomas More and many others, countless others, even those whose names we don't even uh, know. But they lived their faith. Families, they were mothers, they were husbands, they were children, and they lived their faith uh, with that zeal and with that desire to know God and to seek to do his will. And in the same way, we find ourselves in different circumstances. So little ways like this that we mm-hmm. can bring the faith alive by these signs, these symbols. Um, Heather, uh, I, I notice you're not wearing golden uh, earrings this morning. <laughs> no, they don't, they don't go well with my headset. So I say stop by the jewelry, <laughs> stop by the jewelry store. Yeah, stop by the jewelry store and pick yourself some up uh, uh, just to commemorate the day you there know, you as, go. as a, a treat to yourself. Well, and I love, Robin, how um, you're so practical. You know, we all want to live liturgically. You know, and we all hope that we can pass that on to our children. And I just love how you make it so practical. It doesn't have to be a a big, huge gesture, you know, going and spending three hours in adoration and all these different things. But you can just bring it into your normal, everyday life. And that's how our children are going to learn. It's fantastic. And all these, uh, of course, you know, how we uh, live the faith liturgically and and signs and symbols were embodied creatures of God. We're, we're sons and daughters of God, but of course, everything from colors, from what we eat, um, from how we decorate our homes, mm-hmm. all of these sacramental signs are rich with meaning. And this last, uh, during Advent, during uh, Gaudete Sunday, where the priest usually wears the customary rose, I encouraged the men in my parish to wear those rose-colored uh, dress shirts. And yeah. I was surprised to see how many guys, they say, well, I have this in my closet. This is a good Sunday for me to pull it I, out. I, and, uh, I love it. I even, I even wore pink that day, and I wanted to be like, see, Father, I'm a good girl. I'm oh, that's girl. awesome. <laughs> see, it doesn't have to be hard, though, does it, to live? No. And with the liturgical year of the church, it can be fun, it can be goofy, but it has that meaning and that symbolism. And I just heard not that long ago how we can, we just if just by using our senses, mm. we are just observing more. You know, so with the pink, we're seeing the pink. We know it's got Ete Sunday. You know, um, if we're tasting foods that are tying into something, if we're hearing something, you know, we can use our senses to draw us closer to God and draw us deeper into our faith. So I just love those ways we can do that. You know, Robin, how have you seen this um, enliven the faith in your children as you've been living this way and also celebrating these 12 days of Christmas? How does that affect your family? (laughs) Well, hopefully all good. Um, You know, I have um, um, a couple grown-up kids, um, and especially my daughter who is married and has um, our first grandbaby. And, you know, they choose to live the faith as adults. And, you know, that is our hope. That's mine and Spike's hope that by doing the best we can with what we have and trying to pass our faith on, that they will choose to live it, um, you know, when they have to make that decision 
you know. But um, as far as, like, my younger people in the home, I think they're always happy to be celebrating with different foods in different <laughs> ways, you know. But, um, I, you know, I don't know that they know any different just because we live in our little bubble here, and that's just normal for us to be celebrating all these feast days. But I just, you know, our hope and prayer is that it just instills a little bit of a deeper uh, those deeper Catholic roots in them, and that they know the why. They know the why are we celebrating? Why do we do this as Catholics? Mm-hmm. We're hoping if they know the why, that it will just stick with them and solidify their faith all the more inside them. Well, Robin, some of our listeners, their their curiosity has been piqued by some of these great examples. <clears throat> they may want to follow you uh, to see what you're doing uh, just to commemorate so they can bring some of those traditions and some of that symbolism into their own home. How can some of our listeners find you? Where do you blog at? Where are you at on social media so they can get some ideas from what you're living in your life? Yeah, um, I can be followed on Facebook and Instagram, and I am at Divine 9 Living Lit. So D-I-V-I-N-E, the number nine, Living Lit. Beautiful. And living that liturgical life is something we can do all year long. And of course, during these 12 days of Christmas, Robin, we want to say thank you again for sharing your enthusiasm for the life of the Lord, particularly in the home and uh, in the life of the church as well. So thank you so much for joining us this morning on Real Presence Live. Yes, thanks for having me. Keep on celebrating. Christmas is still going, so keep the party going. Christmas. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks, Robin. Well, Heather, Heather, as we continue to live liturgically and, and celebrate this Christmas season, you may notice here, as we broadcast from the rectory here mm-hmm. in my parish, I have a very reserved celebration of Christmas. I have my <laughs> tree right there. Oh, okay, there. Uh, oh. But I didn't ask uh, Robin, you know, uh, the big controversy, whether you put a star or an angel on top oh. of your tree. So uh, for me, I'm an angel guy. You'll, you'll notice yeah. on top of my tree, I have an angel uh, symbolizing that the angel of the Lord that declared to those shepherds by night. But how about you and your home? What do you have? Well, it, it it changes, Father. I'll admit I have more than one collection of decorations for my tree. Sure. So sometimes it's a star and sometimes it is an angel. <laughs> so it, it changes. That's awesome. Hey, something for you to do during those 12 days of Christmas is, uh, are we going to go star or angel today? And uh, let's dust off those decorations. Well, thanks for joining us on Real Presence Live. We'll be back in just a few moments. Stay tuned right here on Real Presence Radio. God bless. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 